0: Great work! We finished reading 1 Peter. If I'm being honest, I sometimes cringe a little when I read passages of scripture like verses 1-6 through in chapter 3. In this passage of scripture, Peter is telling wives to be subject to their husbands. In my experience, this scripture and others like it gets abused and twisted so severely that people are left with the idea that women are somehow subservient to men. For one, this is categorically not true. Women are created in the image of God and have equal status in standing to men in the eyes of God. Placing men at any status higher than women or placing women at any status lower than men is the definition of partiality which, as we discussed yesterday in James, is evil and sinful. So, what is going on here? Why did Peter tell wives to be subject to their husbands? This instruction is given in the context of the church suffering unjustly. Specifically, in chapter 2, Peter tells the church to be subject to every human institution, even if they are punished or suffering unjustly. The reasoning behind this instruction is best summarized in verses 20-21 through of chapter 2, which says, For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. Essentially, being subject to human institutions is expected to result in unjust suffering, which we are called to endure. Peter says we should patiently endure unjust suffering, because this is how we will be most like Christ. This sounds terrifying. But it is the same instruction given all throughout the scriptures, even by Jesus himself. In John chapter 15 verses 1 through 11, Jesus tells the disciples that those who lay down their life in love, which is the same as suffering unjustly, will result in them being filled with the same joy that Jesus himself, the king of the universe, is filled with. But the word joy is not found anywhere in 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 21. Or is it? In verse 20, Peter says that suffering for unjust reasons is a gracious thing in the sight of God. The word gracious is translated from the Greek word charis, which literally means something that affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, or loveliness. Understanding this is critical for understanding why Peter tells wives to be subject to their husbands. This is a call to suffering where the joy of Jesus is guaranteed. As clearly specified in verse 1 of chapter 3, this is an instruction designed to get the husband to put their faith in Jesus. Just like Paul called Timothy into suffering in Second Timothy, Peter is calling the church, not just women, into suffering. This is not something to be handled flippantly. This instruction is not aimed at battered women who have sought asylum in the church. It is a calling for someone who has had their resolve strengthened and have been provided a support system by the church. These women should be intentionally and freely seeking to re-enter the relationship for the sake of winning over the husband. Church leaders should not be compelling or forcing women to be subject to their husbands. This is a call to suffering that should be pursued in love by a woman who is strong and well-equipped in her faith, fully aware of the consequences of her actions we should not be comfortable with this calling. In the book of Acts, when Paul said he was deliberately going somewhere that would result in him suffering, the church tried to talk him out of it. I'm not saying we should discourage others who are faithfully following Jesus, but I am saying that the call to suffering should be uncomfortable for us. In verse six of chapter three, even though he encouraged them to not be afraid, Peter acknowledged that this was a frightening call. We should approach a call like this with the same amount of preparation and encouragement as someone choosing to pursue mission work in a location where persecution and suffering are likely. It is also extremely important for us to pay close attention to how the Bible as a whole handled situations where suffering was involved. There is not a universal or blanket approach for when to endure the suffering or when to flee. People in the Bible seem to handle each situation on a case-by-case basis depending on the Holy Spirit for guidance. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 23, Jesus instructed the disciples who he was sending out to flee when they experienced suffering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 33 and Acts chapter 9 verse 25, Paul escaped persecution in Damascus when his friends let him down in a basket through a window in the wall. In other places, the biblical authors gave clear instructions to endure suffering. The Bible did not criticize either action. So sometimes it is right to remain and suffer, and sometimes it is right to flee. This is why leaders should not be giving flippant advice to people. Instead, we should be fervently seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We should be thoughtfully considering each situation and the well-being of all people involved. With all that being said, we, as church members, church leaders, or just decent humans, should not be ignoring women's pleas for help or casually encouraging them to remain at home in abusive relationships. Women suffering in domestic violence is a very serious concern, and the church should be first in line to help them find shelter, counseling, emotional, and financial support. The cost of suffering is an extremely intense subject matter and it should serve as a reminder of just how important it is for us to read the Bible in context. Thank you so much for reading along with me. Your continued support of this podcast is a tremendous encouragement to me, and I can never truly express how much it means to me. Please come back tomorrow and we will read Second Peter.